Welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we're talking about the right decision. Hey guys, what's up? How's everybody doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I am very excited to talk to y'all today about the right decision. This is something that I worried about a lot. It's something that I hear my clients talk about all the time is this thought of like, what if this isn't the right decision? Or how do I know if it's the right decision? So I think it's super important to break down this like thought we have and talk about it a little bit more. But first, listener shout out time, of course. So this review is from Small Town 24 and I thought it was super sweet, so I had to share it with you guys. Uh, they wrote, this podcast is literally life-changing. Wow, I'm almost at a loss for words. I like listening to podcasts in the morning on my way home from work, and I just randomly found this one this one morning. I'm blown away at how well her words and advice speak to me. Personally, I struggle with anxiety in general already, and I'm also a perfectionist. So putting that all together in a relationship is really hard for me. I've always found myself overthinking certain aspects and relationships and always trying to picture a future with someone, even if we just met. The podcast has inspired me to live in the moment and analyze each moment for what it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Small Town 24, for that review. It's super sweet and I'm glad you found the podcast. So welcome. All right, guys, we're going to dive right in today and talk about the right decision. This is a question we ask ourselves and then we spin out in it. We wonder like, is this the right decision? And we start overanalyzing every little aspect of the relationship because we are looking for the answer. So I think it's important to understand a decision is mentally committing to something and then doing it, making it happen. And we all make little tiny decisions every single day. Like you decide whether or not to make your bed. You decide to brush your teeth. And a lot of these decisions are very automatic things that we are choosing every day. And some are maybe decisions we put off a little bit like, I don't know what I want to cook for dinner. (laughs) And so you may delay cooking dinner. Now, decisions like can be a very simple thing, like that take half a second. But... When it comes to making a decision about a relationship, we put pressure on it by thinking this thought that needs to be the right decision. So what does it mean to be the right decision? The word right we're using as an adjective, and I looked up the definition of right, and there's two definitions. So the first one is that right is as in morally good, justified, acceptable. So, for example, many people believe that telling the truth is the right thing to do. Or most people believe that not stealing is the right thing to do. And our ideas of what is morally right and good come from different places. Like, they come from society and our government and what is legal and what isn't legal. It comes from what our religion offers us or maybe the family that you're raised in or your own personal 
belief system that you have developed over time. So our idea of what's morally right and good is just that. It's an idea. It's something that you believe. And many of us recognize that our relationship is a good thing. But when we describe it as the right decision, we're not really thinking of it in terms of, is this morally right or wrong? The way we generally are using it is with this second definition, which is that it is a true or correct fact. Like this is the right answer on the test. There is one option. It's absolute. It's true, false. We can prove it. Every single person in the world would agree with it. So when you ask, is it the right relationship, you feel anxious because you're like looking for what the right answer is on a test. Here's the problem. There is no way to prove that a relationship is right. Like if there was some kind of blood test where we could go in and they draw a sample of blood from you and a sample of blood from your partner and then test them and can confirm, yes, you guys are right, this is a match. <laughs> or like some kind of dystopian novel where the government has like a perfect test to know exactly who matches up with who. Or to have God tell you himself, this is the one you're meant to be with, this relationship is right. Here's the thing. As much as we all think that we would like that, with our overanalytical brains, there probably would still be a part of us that would be like, but is it really right? Like, was this blood test correct? I don't know, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> so we could present the exact same things about your relationship to different people, the exact same relationship, and some people might say that it is right, that you guys are totally right for each other, and others might say that it's wrong. And why is that? It's because right is something that you are thinking and believing. It's something in your head. We're looking to prove our relationship's absolute rightness and correctness that it's like this true fact when we have no way to do that. Our relationship being right is never an objective thing. It's always subjective. So while you're looking for this answer and finality of some absolute truth about it being the right thing, the right decision is ultimately something that you're believing. And when you hear other people talk about their relationships and how they knew that he was the right one for them, that's something that they are thinking and believing about their relationship. It's still not some absolute truth that they discovered. It's what that they believe. I had a friend who her and her partner uh, when they got engaged, we're just like, so, oh my gosh, this was so meant to be. Look how all these things happen. And they ended up getting divorced. Despite that conviction of the rightness of their relationship. 
So what are you using to measure your relationships rightness? Because again, the rightness is just something you're thinking and believing about it. And you might find yourself wavering and going back and forth between it's right and it's wrong because your brain is collecting different evidence to prove it being one way or the other. Um, and we can use the exact same evidence to prove either way. So for example, I, one of the things I really struggle with when we were dating was I thought my partner was too romantic. Like he always said, I love you. And he was showing gestures of love, like flowers and notes. And I was just like, that's not me. Like, I'm not like that. I'm not super romantic. And um, he should find someone who's more sentimental and appreciates that more. And I used it as a reason that we weren't right for each other. And on the flip, I was able to kind of recognize, but maybe that is why we're right for each other. That he is very thoughtful and brings romance where maybe otherwise I wouldn't in a relationship. And how in that way we actually really complement each other. So that's just something to think about is whatever evidence your brain is presenting for why your, the relationship is wrong is can you flip it on its head and say, well, in what ways is this right? And again, not trying to prove one way or the other, but just notice how you can interpret the same facts either way if you want to. So what are some of the ways that you measure your relationship's rightness? Some of the things you might be using are feelings. Like you're looking for a lack of anxiousness or you're looking for a feeling of 100% certainty. Or maybe you're looking at your thought patterns and you're wanting to measure it by the absence of doubt. Or by your partner behaving like X, Y, or Z exactly how you think they should be behaving. And I want you to notice all the things you're expecting to believe the relationship is right. When you ask yourself if the relationship is right, notice how it creates more confusion within you, not more rightness. Recently, we bought a house and I thought it was super cute. The price point made sense. It was in a good area and we were excited about it. So we went for it. And generally my approach to decision making in the past would have looked like, yeah, this is good, but is this the right house? Is this the best option? And for me, thinking about the decision that way of, is this the right house? All of a sudden, the process doesn't feel fun for me anymore. It feels like pressure. It feels like a test where I have to figure out the right thing. It, it creates anxiety and stress. Asking yourself if this is the right decision, a lot of times does that. 
that it's not, I find a very useful way to look at your decisions. Because again, I've seen myself do this in all sorts of areas of my life where, you know, being caught up in taking the right job and going to the right school. And I always had anxiety about the decisions. But did you know that thinking about decisions that way is actually totally optional? That we can make a good decision without analyzing if it's right or it's wrong? Like with us deciding to buy this house, it was very much these things make sense. It's cute. We like it. It works. We want it. Let's go for it. Instead of making it the right thing, because when we look at it that way, it's like there's one absolute answer you have to find with infinite options and no way to prove what the right answer is. So of course you feel confused and stressed looking for that. So generally, I don't believe looking for the right decision is a useful way to think about it. I don't think it's a useful question to ask yourself. So why do you think your brain finds it useful to keep asking and wondering about this? It might be because you're looking at it like this final exam and you think that you need to get it right in order to make sure you have the future that you want. And alternatively, what I want to offer to you is that maybe instead of this being a true-false, multiple-choice, right-or-wrong answer here, then maybe it's more like a project. And there's no one way to do it. Like a school project where there's a few different guidelines to follow, but you can do your experiment or topic on any different thing. Um, and there's not one right way to do that. There's lots of different good projects you could create. And I think that our decisions can be like that. Where we're looking at a relationship, there might be a few common denominator factors we want to consider with being in a relationship with someone, but that there's not one right way to do it or one right guy to find. Some alternative ways to look at your decision instead of asking yourself, is this the right decision that I find more useful is asking yourself, what do I want? If there was no right or wrong decision, what would I decide? If you fully believed that you could create an amazing life, that your life was going to be so good no matter what, then what would you decide? What would you create? A lot of times when we're believing there's a right decision, we are believing that there's only one way that we can be happy and have a good life and we're trying to optimize to get that one best life. But really, having a, a good, amazing life is less contingent on the decisions and more about what we do with them, what we make and what we create out of our decision. One of my favorite thoughts is the decision isn't right. I make it right. 
My life is going to be amazing no matter what. And lastly, instead of asking yourself, is this the right decision? Is, is this someone I can learn about love with? All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. And I will talk to you next week.